The devil does not have power. The devil has influence. He all bark and no bite. The devil will deceive us and then we'll take it the rest of the way and walk into, and walk into destruction. All right, good morning and God bless you all. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed all at the same time. What a beautiful space and place to be on this Wednesday morning. I'm so glad that you all are joining me once again. If you are new to um, this show, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Welcome to your first episode. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. So this month, let me tell you, we flew through January, flew through February, and we are here now in March. Y'all, March is a very special month. For those that don't know, it is Women's History Month. Um, We are celebrating the contributions, the impact, and the mighty moves of women around the world. So let's put an extra emphasis on women. Let's put some celebration in the air because women are worth celebrating, not just in March, but all year around. Like we do here on Create with Kendra every single week, we acknowledge a black creative entrepreneur, businessman, or woman for doing what they do so well, so mightily, and so great. This week, we are putting our black spotlight on Mrs. Jordan Anderson. Jordan is the owner of Stitches. Stitches is a custom blanket company. This business was first started as a gifting operation during the holiday season and has been recently launched into a year-around business. These beautiful beautiful and beautified, okay, custom handmade knit blankets are sure to add comfort to any part of your home, um, as well as amazing gifts to share with loved ones. Let me tell you, Miss Jordan, honey, I got my blanket from Stitch. Y'all see this blanket? How big and beautiful and just so soft. I tell you, like, blankets really make a home. They do. Like, if you're cuddling on the couch and you need something to throw over your legs, if you want to lay up in the bed and take a good nap, you need stitches, okay? Let me tell you. So I want everyone to go and support Buy yourself a blanket, buy the baby that's coming a blanket, buy your grandmama a blanket, buy your daddy a blanket, buy your cousin a blanket. Make sure that you head on over to Instagram and you follow her and place your orders at It's Joe Love. And that's at It's Joe Love on Instagram and order your blanket today. All right, everyone. I am just super excited about this day, about this conversation, about what we're going to get into today. Um, A young lady, a very special young lady, um, messaged me over the, you know, the past week, and she had a question. And I'm going to share bits and pieces of her question. And I thought to myself, like, this right here, we need to talk about. We need to talk about with the Create with Kendra listeners, we need to have this conversation going because 
a lot of us are finding ourselves in discouraging spaces, right? A lot of us are finding ourselves in like, how do I be a successful Christian in air quotes, right? And so let's talk about the practicality and the reality of what it means to be a Christian and what God says about us. And even let's go a little bit further and ask questions to our father, right? Um, before I go into reading this question, um, I want to I want us to think about a couple of things. Um, first thing, we're, we're going to ask the Lord today, God, what do you think of me? Right. We're going to ask God, what does he think of us? And then we're going to ask God, God, show me where my true trust is. And then finally, we're going to visit a a, um, a, a portion of our conversation and saying that, you know, asking God, what am I truly fighting against? OK, those are the three questions we are going to ponder on today. God, what do you think of me? God, where is my true trust? And God, what am I really fighting against? Um, before we go ahead and get into the conversation, I, I want to pray. I want to pray to prepare our hearts and minds to receive what God has to say to us, his children, because I believe he has something to say. God is always speaking. And so we want to be in position and ready to receive what the Lord has to say. Amen. So with all hearts and minds clear, Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We glorify you. God, you are so good. You're so wonderful. God, I pray right now that you cause us to come to your feet, cause us to come to you with open minds and hearts and that you prepare us to be receptive of your word. God, I pray that you prepare us for correction, prepare us for direction. God, I pray that for those that feel discouraged, that you bring encouragement. For those that need more faith, that you pour into all the faith that they need to move throughout this day and move throughout their Christian walk with you. God, I pray that you call someone that doesn't have a relationship with you to come to you at the end of this episode. God, I pray that you cover us and God keep us and we shall be kept in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's get into it. So um, as I mentioned a moment ago, a young lady messaged me. So I want to pull out some of the key concepts of what our conversation was about. And so she reached out to me and she said, how do I get out of my own way of surrendering fully to God? What is being fully surrendered? To be a normal Christian, they make it seem easy. But for someone like me who's working um, on being sober-minded, because I'm overthinking, how do you do it? And so I was just thinking like, wow, you're not alone. Sis, like, seriously, you're not alone. Um, the conversation continued or the question continued and said, I want to be at peace. I yearn daily to get it right. I want to make God proud. I want to hear him say at the end of my life, well done. Well done. I know for me, I relate to this. I do. I relate to trying to seek at one point 
What does it mean to be a normal Christian? Why does my tribulations seem like they're so big and everyone else is is easy breezy? I've had conversations with myself and even heard in 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 sermons about, you know, how we overthink. And just out of curiosity, I know we're not in a a, a, a um, visual communal space, but just between me and you, raise your hand if you are an overthinker. I'll put two hands up. A lot of the time, we overthink about what could be, what should have been. How do I get to this state? I'm not good enough for this. So many times we overthink. And to the idea of what does it mean to be a normal Christian, that doesn't even exist. There is no such thing as a basic, normal, standard Christian. If you believe in God or if you don't believe in God, I mean, if you're walking with Christ or if you're not walking with Christ, you're going to face tribulation. You're going to face hardship. You're going to face challenges. You're going to run into trouble. That's just what life brings you. But if you choose to go through that either with or without God, it's your choice. Personally, I can't live without God. And I'm and I'm not saying that as a cliche, like straight up. <laughs> I can't handle my situations and my troubles and my anxiety and my, you know, mess by myself. I just can't I just can't do it. I don't have the skills. I don't have the power. I don't have the capability. And guess what? None of us do. So when you when you see people at church and they're worshiping or where you follow those same people on social media and they're posting all this great stuff and you scroll and you're like, oh, they got this new car. They got this new house. They got, oh, they got the Lord is just blessing them. And they're not posting any troubles on social media. They're not posting that they're battling with their flesh on social media. People don't put out um, the anxiety and depression that they suffer from. The battle in their mind. This is why it's so important. And And I make it my mission to be transparent on this show. Because a lot of us don't run into Christians that's going to tell you, Girl, I didn't have a tough week. I done messed up. I used to do this. I need to, I need a. you know, we don't tell folks what we need to work on. But this is the place, <clears throat> and my prayer is that we open, that we have transparency with, with one another. You and me, as you listen and as y'all write in and as we converse and, and, and build community with each other, that... Y'all don't see Kendra as perfect. Y'all can scroll through them episodes and be like, oh, Kendra, she she been going through. She been through this. The Lord had brought her through that. She need to work on this because 
it's important to let people know what a real Christian lives like, what real Christians go through, <clears throat> right? So I would just, I would just exchange like, let me give me some water. I'm clearing my throat too much. <laughs> I would just exchange like the idea of like what a normal Christian um, is like versus like what's what's the real, what's actually going on with this. All right, <clears throat> let's see. There was also something that grabbed my my attention about being sober minded. <clears throat> That's so important. And the I believe like this sister that 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 messaged me, God is with you. I promise you, <laughs> because God is all in this question. When you mentioned you, you specifically said sober minded, and God has He has the answers to all the things that we need. And when you said what it means for you to be sober minded. I went to first Peter chapter five, verses eight. <clears throat> and it says, be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible tells us here that we have to be very clear in our minds. <clears throat> We have to be very clear, vigilant, paying attention because the devil is walking around here in these streets, in the spirit realm, in our minds, like a roaring lion. The Bible doesn't say he is a roaring lion, like he has the appearance of, but he is not. He is a deceiver of the brethren, so he's going to come at you hard. He all barking, no bite. Seeking whom he may devour. Because all the devil, the devil does not have power. The devil has influence. He all barking, no bite. The devil will deceive us, and then we'll take it the rest of the way and walk into, and walk into destruction. So we're going to have a conversation about what it means to get out of our own way, to get out of our own heads. Amen. And wanting that peace, that peace only comes from God. That peace only comes from God. And I know, sis, what it feels like to... <clears throat> To think about and say, I want to make God proud. I know that feeling. And you're not alone. I actually had a um, a conversation with a good, good girlfriend last night. And um, I was telling her about, you know, I wanted to do this episode. She actually called me while I was writing the episode. And uh, I asked her, I was like, you know, hey, friend, what do you think about this? What do you think about the idea of like getting in your own head? Do you get in your own head? And how was that for you? And she said, yeah, she does get in her own head. And she said 
a lot of the same things that came out of this question. A few things that I pulled from her was, she said she wanted to make God proud. She wanted God to be proud of her, like a lot of us do. And even when we don't feel God, she wanted to know if God was still with her. And secondly, when she said, when I don't feel God, I want to know that he's with me. And in our conversation, I picked back up and I asked her, do you truly trust God? And her honest answer was no. And her answer was because when she has trouble and when she deals with things in life, God is not the first one she go to. But even my friend is not alone. We've all done it. Girl, I mean, getting on the phone, getting on Twitter. This right here need to be the last thing we pick up this phone. Because the God has the answers. Not only does he have answers, but he has peace that we can't find. He has comfort. He has wisdom that we can't find through people. And throughout this episode, I want I heard something on um Instagram. It was like a short little clip. And I was like, ooh, that's fire. I forgot who it was from. Um, but it was the pastor preaching. And it was a similar conversation about like overthinking. And it came to me last night about what he said. And I thought it was just so on point. A lot of us overthink everything. You, we, we think people talking about us and they not. We think we can't trust people in certain areas of our life, but that's not that's not true. We think poor or little of ourselves and other people when we should think higher. We think about, and I'm guilty of this, of like a situation, right, that hasn't even happened, but you done made up a whole scenario in your head about what could happen which causes you stress and causes you anxiety. But it didn't even, it doesn't even have to go down like that. I want us to begin to think, and this is something that helps me because I'm an overthinker. I want us to think about when we go so far (laughs) to where there is no point of returning and we start to go down this rabbit hole of imagination, right? We're imagining things and conversations and scenarios that's causing us heartache and and anxiety and stress. I want us to ask ourselves this. Did that actually happen? Did that actually happen? And if your answer is no, let it go. Scale it back. That, my friend, is an indication of us overthinking. Just scale it back. Did that actually happen? And don't go back and forth with yourself talking about, well, it could happen. It almost did. No. Did it happen? 
And if the answer is yes, you deal with the situation accordingly. But if it did not, talk to yourself, say Kendra, or put your name in the in the blank. But for me, Kendra, relax. You're overthinking it. Or when we create a narrative in our head about what God says or what God thinks about us or what others think about us or what we think about ourselves, I want you to, to, to ask yourself, who told you that? Yeah. Well, so-and-so is talking about me. I think they talking about me and I don't think they like me. And, and I, and I don't think God loves me. Well, who told you that? And if you can't give somebody credible, <clears throat> then we're overthinking it. We're overthinking it. So I hope that helps. Um, I know it helps me all the time. Um, let's get to our first question. First question we're going to ask God is, God, what do you think about me? When we get into our heads and we overthink about what God thinks about us, I've heard people say, I don't think God likes me. I don't think God is with me. I don't think God loves me. There are so many narratives in our heads that we have convinced ourselves about what God thinks about us. And we haven't even asked him, God don't like me. God's not with me. God don't love me. Who told you that? Who told you that? Because according to scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14, and I'm reading from the new King James version. So y'all get your Bibles, get your apps. Talking about what does God think about us? Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14 says, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I'll be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. This is what the Lord is saying to the people of Israel. You wondering what God thinks about you or if he like you or if he's with you. He's saying, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God is saying this. I'm, I, he's speaking for himself in the word. It's the thoughts of peace and not of evil. He's not thinking evil of you. He's thinking peaceful things of you. He wants to give you a future. He wants you to have hope. He wants all good things for you. So when the devil tries to convince you that God does not love you, he does not want good for you, ask yourself, who told me that? Who said that? Who said that? And even this scripture was given to the children of Israel in their captivity based on their disobedience. And even while they were still in captivity, even in their mess, 
God still spoke over them the goodness of his heart. It don't matter if your life is together. It don't matter if it's like toss flower in the air all over the place. God wants good for you. God speaks and thinks good of you. So we have to remember if we don't know scripture, then how can we understand what the Lord thinks about us or says about us? We can't combat the the untrue things that the enemy gives to us and the untrue things that we run in our mind as overthinkers. You can't come to know God that um, God loves you if you don't know John 3.16. You can't come to know that God is consistently pursuing you if we don't know Romans 3 and 20, uh, 23. You can't know God to come and fight for you if we are not rehearsing Psalms 34 and 17. There's so many things that God wants for us and loves on us and just pours into us, but we won't know it if we don't know his word. We won't know him until we know his word. We won't know his thoughts, his consideration, his level of love, level of pursuit of defense for us, his children. If we don't know his word. So y'all, we got to get into the word of God. That's just, that's just what it is. We have to get into the word of God in order for us to get out of our heads. And and we create this narrative of what God thinks about us. But you don't even know. I don't even know if I don't read it. We got to get into the word. Second question we're going to talk about is God, show me where my true trust is. Is my true trust in you? Do we really trust God according to scripture? Do we? Do you? Because our actions and the way that we we overthink, we have to really step back, take a beat and and, and say, am I really trusting God the way that I need to trust him? <clears throat> Am I really giving him all that I got? Trusting God is a scary thing. It is because he he, he don't move the way we move. He don't. The way that we want God to move on our behalf, um, he has his own ways. And sometimes it's, it's scary to wait. And there's this um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I promise you, we've been doing this scripture maybe for about, I feel like, for four episodes in a row, almost. I feel like I've been using the scripture a lot. But, hey, let's read it and get it into our system <laughs> because you can never have too much scripture. Proverbs 3, um, chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. And I believe this is the New King James Version. All the scripture is the New King James Version. Um, Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Trust in him in all things. 
Not some things. Not some things. All things. And I and as as God's witness, He will not let you down. He'll be with you. He'll hold you up. He'll comfort you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll guide you. Trust him in everything. It does not mean you're not going to go through. I feel like people have this false reality of what God will do for them. Like you, 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 you become saved. You in a relationship with God and now all your problems go away. No, no, (laughs) no. If that is your idea of what Christianity is, that God erases all your, um, your issues while you're here on this earth, please take the biggest eraser you got and erase it. Cause that's not what it's about. It's about God bringing you through things. It's about God giving you strength. It's about God giving you wisdom on how to handle stuff. It's about God working um, your patience. It's about God helping you exercise the fruit of the spirit. We need to trust in him. Trust does not mean (coughs) you eliminate problems from your life. The world is full of problems. And we're going to have them until we meet Jesus. Just saying. And lastly, God, what am I fighting against? Because to be honest, like, do we even know what we're fighting against? Do we? Devil knocking you up all upside your head. (laughs) Beating you all the way down. And you don't know what you're fighting against. You have no clue what you're fighting against. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 6. And it reads, let me get my glasses on because y'all know I can't see. I know I can't see it all. Um, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Bible says, even though we live in this body, this natural body, we do not walk. uh, We do not war according to the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. Um, Verse four says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought, not some, not partial, but every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all obedience. When your, when your obedience is fulfilled, you, to be ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Y'all, let us break it down now. Okay? Going back to the latter part of verse 5 into verse 6, bringing every thought into the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Y'all, let me remind you, let me remind myself, let me remind us as a community, 
The mind is at constant warfare. There is not going to be a time in your life where the devil's like, you know what? I'm just going to stop messing with her. I like him. That's my friend. We going I'm going to be good to him. Nope. The mind is always at war. Even though we live in this flesh, the Bible tells us that we do not to war according to the flesh. That means we are not fighting according to the world. We're not fighting according to the flesh. But the way we fight is in the spirit. We have to bring every thought into captivity under the obedience of Christ. We have to. When you think about something that is causing you so much anxiety and trouble and stress and anger, we have to take that thought and say, and and, and bring it under submission. Bind it in Jesus' name. Begin to pray. Begin to cast those things out. We got to do that, folks. Because if you can be defeated in your mind, you are held up in so many different areas in your life. We all know at least one person that has been defeated in their mind. That is so consumed with their own thoughts that they can't move forward in life. Think about it. We all know somebody or that might be you. So consumed, so troubled with thoughts. Thoughts that God didn't bring, words that God didn't say, planning out events or scenarios that never happened, expecting trouble. That's a troubled mind. That's a mind that needs thoughts brought into captivity under the obedience of Christ. We got work to do. The enemy will try to convince you that you are not worth pursuit. The enemy will try to um, convince you that you are not worth the grace of God. Or that you're incapable of maintaining a relationship with him. But I want us to um, be a part of a challenge this week. Anytime you are faced with a thought that is not of God, I want us to cast it down. I want us to cast it down. Say to yourself, Satan, the Lord rebuke you out of my mind, out of my thoughts. And begin to speak scripture over yourself. Y'all, we can get on Google and look up scripture. What does God say about me? How does God love me? We can literally Google that. 
It's at our fingertips. And write those scriptures down and say them over you every morning. You want to learn how to surrender to God? Get in his face. Be consistent in getting God's face. Your secret place. We, we didn't talk about the secret place a couple weeks ago. If it's in your bedroom, if it's in your living room, get on your face before the Lord. Seek him. Ask him what, what, what you want. And the Bible tells us that when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Boom. <laughs> so let us be mindful of staying out of our own heads. Let us be aware of the enemy coming to us like a roaring lion. Let us ask ourselves when we come up with scenarios, did that actually happen? Or we think thoughts about ourselves or other people who told you that. So we can, we, 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 we can get this, get this thing rolling. And for anybody that is listening to this and, and you say, this is me, don't feel bad. Cause it ain't just you. It's somebody else. It's somebody else. It's somebody else. It's somebody else. And it's also me. I'm right along with you. I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking with you. Let's all do it. I know I need it every day. (laughs) But God loves us. God pursues us. God wants us. God wants the best for us. He wants us to be at peace. He wants to give us hope. And he, he just, he's, he's crazy about you as his son. He's crazy about you as his daughter. We are the children of the most high God. And my, and my prayer is that we have peace in our minds. Amen. So, um, let, let, let's go before the Lord in prayer and, and, and ask him for what we need from him. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. Oh, God, you're so, so good. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. You've been better to us than we've been to ourselves. God, I ask you right now, Lord, that you cover us and you keep us. God, I pray that you watch over us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. God, my prayer is that you touch our minds and be the regulator of our minds. God, I pray that you bring peace to our minds, eliminate anxiety, eliminate depression, eliminate the, 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 the urge to overthink something that is not true, believing the lies of the enemy. But God, I pray that you encourage us to speak life over ourselves, that, that you encourage us to have constant prayer going on in our minds in the name of Jesus. God, I pray God that you are, that you are glorified, that you are high and lifted and that someone is delivered, that someone is set free, that someone is blessed, um, through this message in your son's name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank God. And amen. Y'all go have a wonderful week. Go have a phenomenal week. Go get some sun. It is March. We are here. Go be blessed. Don't stay captive in your own mind. Go to the park, get you a journal and write out some prayers. Get your Bible, speak scripture over yourself and pass this message on to somebody else. All right, y'all until next time, beautiful people. I love you so much with all that's within me. Be blessed.